Welcome to the Life Purpose Podcast, the podcast that supports you in finding and embodying your purpose. My name is Paulisari, and I am your host. Okay, so this episode is a little bit unusual because this time I am being interviewed. I was featured on Melissa Seaman's podcast, the Channel Your Genius podcast recently. And I thought that interview turned out really nice and I'd like to share that with you guys as well. So I got her permission to publish it and um, here it is. And in the interview, we of course talk about how to find your purpose. That's kind of the usual theme for me. Um, we talk about mythopoetic identity. We talk about what purpose is and what it isn't. We talk about the difference between vision, mission and delivery system. And we talk about how to listen to your soul in order to find information about your purpose. So without further ado, here is Melissa Siemens interview with me. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hi, Polly. Thank you for being here. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for having me. I was just um, talking to Polly before we started the show and recognizing, you know, I saw you, Polly, online somewhere, and I can't really even remember now how my intuition sparked you in my mind. But I saw you and I thought, oh, well, this guy is a soul brother. This guy is listening to the soul and talking about purpose at a very deep level. And when I read how you spoke about purpose, about deep soul purpose, I really, I got, I loved it because I thought this is a new translation for me. This is an interesting take. And so I reached out to you and we got you on the show. And so I'm just curious to hear you describe what, what purpose really is for you? Like, how is it that you see purpose when you say the Life Purpose podcast or your work as helping people find their life purpose? What does that mean to you? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think actually a good place to start in answering that question is talking about what purpose isn't. Um. Because people very often think about purpose in terms of what they do in the world, in mm -hmm. terms of their job or their career or some sort of project that they may be involved in. And the way I see it, those are expressions of your purpose, mm. but they are not your purpose. Your purpose could take many different forms. It could have many different expressions. So purpose for me is what underlies these expressions. Mm -hmm. um, it's something much deeper. And um, one word that could be used to describe that is mythopoetic identity. Well, wait a minute, slow down. What the <laughs> heck? Mytho, mytho who now? Mythopoetic, <laughs> okay. My Stanford brain just clicked in mythopoetic yeah. identity. identity. Okay, break that down for us, Polly. Yeah, well, 
So the point is that there is a deeper identity, or we could call it a soul level identity. Mm. That is your true, your true identity. Mm. And hmm, I guess the word mythopoetic there refers to that it's often there's often a mythic quality to it, and mm-hmm. it's usually expressed in poetic terms. It's not. When you connect to your soul and inquire about your purpose, soul will probably not tell you in like plain everyday language about what your purpose is. It will uh-huh. rather show you it will rather show you some form of vision or image or symbol right. that that speaks about your purpose. And isn't it cool to consider how the myths live deep inside of us and how I, I've I've seen this when working with people with their deeper soul purpose, how stories arrive that are sort of heroic and um, bigger than life or, you know, fairy tale type imagery or deep symbolic imagery. And um, for some of us, have you noticed how when that mythopoetic vision arrives about our purpose, we might get kind of hot on ourselves. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm seeing visions of myself leading the army of change in the world and like this, you know, this kind of grandeur. And how do you, how do you approach that? Hmm. Well, mm, I mean, Our vision is always large. Mm. It's always about, you know, our soul yearns to live in a different kind of world. Mm. Our soul yearns to make a difference. Mm. Um, So our vision is, it's usually something very big. It could be, you know, world peace or something like that. Something Mm -hmm. that one person couldn't create in one Mm. lifetime. Uh But then it's good to know also that we have our mission or our task. Mm. And that is the specific part of our vision that it is our specific task uh, to to create in this lifetime. So that's like a part of the vision. So we, we can't create world peace, but we can help resolve some conflict, for example. And then that would be our mission. So it's good to... It's really good to to be connected to this more grandiose vision mm-hmm. because that gives us power. It gives us energy and inspiration. But then it's also good to see what that means in practical terms. Yeah, because it can get very overwhelming, can't it? When we see the big vision and we feel like we're here to be a part and then whew, everything can get kind of foggy. Like, wait a minute, what's my piece? What am I here to do? And and I was reading how you you are called to work with people who've been on a deep spiritual journey. And I read that you mm. yourself, you know, have been on a deep spiritual journey since you were a teenager, right? And you yeah. spent five years in a Zen Buddhist monastery really going deep into yourself. And... Mm. Um, and what is not yourself and what is yourself and all those things. <laughs> and then, and then the hunger, uh, you know, this is my translation of what you shared, but it's, it seems like your own hunger of asking, well, what's mine to do? You know, what's my own unique purpose here? Um, 
Yeah, I, I I feel like you're you're pointing to something there that's so common with those of us who have maybe a, a sort of awakening experience or mm. a deepening of consciousness, and then suddenly where we were so mm, focused on pragmatic things, suddenly everything gets so spacious and so <laughs> so mm. wide open. And now where do I go? And and I have this feeling that you are now describing sort of a path. Like, well, first there's this big vision to contact, to be inspired by, and then there's this mission, you know, identifying what is my what is my mission, what's mine to do, so that I don't have to feel like I'm all alone in the universe trying to create world peace. <laughs> it's mm. too much. <laughs> yeah. 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 So is that kind of the pathway from the mythopoetic vision into drilling it down to kind of, well, what's my part? What's my mission? And then how, how does that relate with our job or our vocation or our business? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because our mission is still something fairly big. Mm. And, it, and that, even that could be expressed in, in many different ways, usually. Mm. So the work of then, because I, maybe this is a good uh, time to mention the purpose octagon, because I like to divide purpose into eight Ooh, yeah. different aspects. Ooh, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. So the purpose octagon, it's not my invention. It uh, comes from Jonathan Gustin at the Purpose Guides Institute, but it's something I use a lot in my work. Um, so purpose is one thing, but it has different facets. It looks a little bit different depending on where we look at it. Mm. And so I'll just briefly mention all these eight parts and we can okay. we have a look at them in more detail. And so it's vision, values, powers, essence, giveaway, mission or task, message and delivery system. Um, yeah, and just to connect before we perhaps look at the different parts a bit more, just to connect to your question there. So from mission, uh, because mission can still be fairly big, then we have the delivery system, which is mm. our specific way of um, bringing our gifts to the world. Nice. I like that delivery system. That doesn't sound as scary as your life's work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And there, and there could be many delivery systems. So that's, in one sense, I kind of want to separate the delivery system from the other parts of the octagon because that is the expression of your purpose. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So this, so do you um, work through the purpose octagon with clients? Is that how you work with people? I'm curious about how you do your work because I'm, I'm aware that you, you know, are a coach, you, you help people at a really deep level. And mm. it seems that you work with systems, which I love that you, <laughs> you know, you have systems that apply to this really deep stuff that can be hard sometimes to navigate, especially alone. Yeah. Yeah, there certainly is a system. The way I work, it's a 12-module system that takes three to six months to go through. So it's a pretty nice. elaborate system. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and a big part of that is clarifying one's octagon. So there's 
like two main parts. One is your mythopoetic identity. Mm. To really clarify that. And you can only get there through a very deep soul connection. So really the whole, all of my work is really centered around soul connection, around deepening soul connection. Beautiful. Around communicating with soul. And there's two main parts to that work. It's asking and listening. Mm. So you want to ask soul about your purpose. And then you want to listen for an answer. And asking is not just putting out the question once. Asking is really, is more of a prayer. You need to come to a place where you're, there's, a, there's an intensity behind your asking that mm. really you, you have to know. Mm-hmm. You, you can't really go on without knowing anymore. So in that sense, asking is a practice because you may have a deep yearning already from the beginning, but still you could go on living kind of without knowing your purpose. Mm -hmm. But by practicing asking, by practicing prayer, your your yearning deepens and comes to this boiling point where where it just needs to be resolved. And then there's the listening, which is really the main work. Um, and in this listening for the answer, of course, you won't get an answer if you don't listen. Mm. And since soul speaks not in everyday language, you really need to fine tune your listening. You're, it's really a whole body listening or a whole being listening mm. where you're opening yourself up to receive images, visions, symbols, It could be a bodily felt sense. It could be synchronicities. All of these subtle forms of information that soul likes to speak in is is what we're looking for. Beautiful. So in your role, are you helping translate or are you um, coaching the person to hear directly for themselves? Are you helping Mm. make sense of what they hear? What's your role in that with someone? Yeah, well, there's many parts to that. So one is the one that you mentioned to help make sense. So firstly, um, just to help people recognize what they received, because Mm. we're so not used to uh, listening in this way and being open for this kind of information. Mm. So when people do that, when people do, for example, I have this meditation on my website that anybody can try. It's one of the first practices that I usually offer to to clients. And um, that's a very simple um, meditation of opening up the soul and asking, putting out the question and then listening in this way. Beautiful. Um, and when people do that, um, they come back to me and very often they say, nothing came to me. Mm-hmm. And then we start looking at it a little bit more in detail. And it's like, um, a lot of things came to them. They just <laughs> thought that it, they just thought it was thoughts or daydreams uh-huh. because that's how we usually label, you know, souls communication. We just mm. mix it up with all the other noise. Right. Um, so that's one part, just to help people start noticing the things that they receive, and then of course it's making sense of it. And making sense is not so much. Um, trying to understand it with our rational mind. Mm. That is a part of it, but that's not the main part. It's more really understand it on 
understanding it on a deeper level. So say that an image of a, an eagle sitting on a mountaintop comes, comes to you. Well, we don't want to try to understand how that is related to our purpose. Rather, mm-hmm. we speak to the eagle. Mm-hmm. We have a conversation. Um, or we be, become the eagle. We, we step mm-hmm. into being the eagle and see what, what, what happens then. Um, because yeah. these ways of dealing with information will give us so much more knowledge than trying to interpret it. Yeah, that's that embodied listening that you spoke to, isn't it? That's really getting inside of the message as opposed to just processing it, making sense of it. Yeah, yeah. And making sense of it is a part of it, but it's maybe mm. 5%. Okay. <laughs> uh, and the rest is 95%. <gasps> Yeah, just beautiful. To, yeah. Just to finish up that part, the, another role of the purpose guide is to help deal with resistance. Because you can be quite sure that when you set out on the path of discovering your purpose, there will be resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically, yeah, it always happens. Sure. It's really difficult to know how to deal with it. It is. It is. How do you help people deal with it when those those negative voices come in and say, oh, it's it's no use, you don't have purpose, or you're not worthy of this information, or this is all stupid and no one will understand, or all of those, yeah, all of those blocking voices and patterns. How do mm. you how do you work with people through those? Yeah. Um, So one way, well, the main way perhaps that I do it is by um, using voice dialogue. Um, Mm. So from that perspective, we have different sub-personalities, which have different agendas. There's the controller, there's the perfectionist, there's the image consultant, all kinds of parts of us that have different agendas and you know they're useful they protect very basic needs often like the um to take an example perhaps the controller is um wants to make sure that you have a roof over your head and that you have food to eat mm-hmm. and when you start exploring your purpose your the controller may be like well um so if you find your purpose what will happen then will you yeah. will you make sure to still make the money so that we can eat and sleep in a house. Um, You know, it's of course very common that you, when you discover your purpose, you realize that shit, I need to find a different job. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I remember that one when I went from being a lawyer and then my consciousness expanded rapidly and I realized, mm. oh, I can't even be a lawyer anymore. It's not in me to be a lawyer and my controller definitely freaked out like Mm. how the heck are we going to pay our mortgage now and Mm. yeah how is anybody going to believe us now and what about our great reputation you know all so i'm recognizing those different voices from my own story Mm. um even though what was coming through me was so much more powerful Mm -hmm. the ability to see and move energy and talk to people's purpose and all that stuff was so much more fun and more interesting and more valuable than what I did as a lawyer. I remember just how many blocks came up. So Mm. I just want to, 
emphasize how important it is to have someone who can help us move through those blocks or to have the support of a system mm. and ally, um, a guide on that journey. So it sounds like you're able to help people speak directly to those voices to really hear them. Yeah. Yeah. You need to hear them. You make sure that they, they feel understood, but it's also that they need to have some reassurance. So it's mm. basically making a deal with them. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. It's like talking to the controller and saying, okay, so, how about if I promise that if indeed my purpose uh, leads me to want to find a different kind of job, then mm. we will make a slow transition. We will, you know, make mm. it a gradual process. Yes. Um, and in every step of the process, we will have a very clear plan for how we're going to make money mm -hmm. enough. So um, that's then maybe the controller can relax and let right. us do our work. That sounds like a very compassionate approach instead of going to war with the part of yourself that's in your way, you're yeah. compassionately communicating with that part and allowing it to inform the whole. Yeah, we can't really just walk over those parts. I mean, they are important also. I mean, it's, the controller serves a very important role. I agree. Um, it's important needs that it cares about. Yeah. Yeah, I have a similar system that about the seven inner teammates, I call them, these seven mm -hmm. voices inside of us that that all have to be on board in order for us to have a resonant yes, in order for us to feel lit up and totally aligned with an action. And so I'm really relating with this right now. And I love the process of talking to those voices, of really listening. It's always so fascinating, isn't it, to hear what yeah. they have to say. Yeah, it really is. Well, that's beautiful. I'm curious, you know, since you work particularly with people who have been on a deep spiritual path, what are some of the most common blocks or worries or fears that they would have about stepping out into more of an individual purpose and understanding what their purpose is and living that in their life? Hmm. Well, I mean, the blocks and fears, they're usually very, mm, they're quite difficult to see, you know, what happens in the process is more that you feel like something is, you just can't do the work anymore. <laughs> I see. Uh -huh. uh, that's the most common thing, you know, and that's also the most dangerous. And that's why it's so difficult to do this on your own because mm -hmm. suddenly you notice that oh I'm just not doing the work it's anymore it's been several weeks and I just didn't even notice that I stopped doing this mm. so resistance tends to be quite subtle in, in that way often mm -hmm. yeah. yeah I hear that wow this is really beautiful and I know that um, you who are listening are curious and I'm sure that we would all love to experience the um the work that you're doing Polly like the and the uh the meditation that you have even for free on your website is there for us and you have your podcast so there's a lot of opportunities to go deeper and so I would invite you who are listening to check Polly out at um polysari.com and it's 
P-A-U-L-I-S-A-A-R-I.com. And we'll put all the links, all the direct links to all the goodies in the show notes so that you can go deeper with Polly. I know that I'm going to be listening to your podcast because I just am really enjoying the navigation and this calm approach to something that is so important and so deep and really perhaps the root of the meaning, not just of life in general, but of our personal, of our personal journey of bothering mm. to be here on this planet right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to check that out, Polly. And I'm just mm. so grateful that you agreed to come here and share yourself with us. Is there anything that you'd kind of want to leave us with um, before we depart? Hmm. Well, yeah, there, there really is. I would just like everyone to know if there's someone listening and somehow doubting that they have a purpose or that it's possible for them to find their purpose. I really want you to know that for me, there is no doubt <laughs> that mm. you have that and that you are able to find that at least with the right support. So, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I'm so grateful to you for holding this in the world and sharing this with the people that you share this with, including us. Thank you, Polly. Yeah, thank you so much, Melissa. It was great being here with you today. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed the interview and would like to hear more of Melissa's podcast, you can check it out at channelyourgenius.com. And you can, of course, also find it in most podcast apps. If you'd like to learn more about Melissa's work, you can find more information at the same website, channelyourgenius.com. And you can also find a link in the show notes. If you'd like to discover your soul purpose, I encourage you to reach out to me to schedule a free introductory session. You can do that on the free session page on my website. Just go to paulisar.com and find the free session page in the menu. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.